0: Hello, and welcome to the Style Stories podcast with me, your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby. On this podcast, we discuss style, image, and fashion, and it's packed with lots of tips and tricks to really help you find your personal style. This week, I am super excited about the guest I have on the podcast. She is called Shakayla Forbes Bell, and she is the author of best-selling book, Big Dress Energy. Shakayla is a fashion psychologist, and she really gets to the why behind clothes. It's fascinating stuff. Shakayla very recently went on to Lorraine in the UK and also this morning with Phil and Holly to discuss her book, Big Dress Energy and Fashion Psychology and what it means for getting dressed. Once you understand this, once you understand that you might hold yourself back with your style, you can really get to the bottom of your personal style and how you want to dress, which is truly transformative. There are so many gems packed into this episode. You are never going to look at your wardrobe in the same way again. I really hope you enjoy it. So this week on the podcast, on the Style Stories podcast, I'm absolutely delighted to have Shaquayla Forbes-Bell, who wrote this book, Big stress energy and I'm going to ask her all about that in a second I love this book it's so fascinating it's all about fashion psychology and the connection between how you feel what you wear I'm going to fumble my words and not get it right so welcome Shekela. thank you so much for coming on the podcast hi thanks Lisa thanks for having me I'm really happy to be here and also, I just want you to have a, uh, if you could just quickly introduce yourself and just explain how you got into fashion psychology in the first place yeah. and what led
1: you to write this book, Big Dress Energy. Yeah, so I, from a young age, I've always been interested in fashion. But when it comes to academia, like I excelled in psychology. I actually had a really amazing teacher. And I remember one time in my exam, I got like 98 out of 100. Like I was just doing so well. It's something that I just couldn't ignore, even though at the same time I was scouting out schools like St. Martin's for like doing design. It just seemed like psychology was the natural choice. And I was always enthralled by studies and looking into why people thought the way they did and how people act completely differently in different circumstances than what they would assume and implicit biases and all of that stuff so I decided to pursue psychology and keep fashion more as a hobby but throughout my psychology undergraduate degree I was just so invested in social psychology I loved it I loved looking at group dynamics and different kind of aesthetic choices and how that impacts people and looking at just how people appear in different rooms and how that impacts nonverbal communication and in the third year of my degree actually was the first time we had the Black Lives Matter movement and it was spurred on by a young man called Trayvon Martin and sadly he was murdered in a very racially motivated crime and A lot of American pundits said that, oh, if he wasn't wearing a hoodie, then he wouldn't be seen as threatening. But at the same time, we've had this rise of these tech bros in Silicon Valley, you know, white men being hailed for wearing hoodies in the office and seen as, you know, really throwing away old fashioned aesthetics in the workplace. And also we had luxury markets really embracing athleisure. So I was really impassioned to look at the intersection between race clothing and impression formation in general why on one body is a hoodie seen as a symbol of fear and another it's seen as you know a symbol of like power Um, and I just wanted to investigate that further and I really loved that project I called it the hoodie project my supervisor was so um, supportive as well and I said you know there's there's something to this there's more to this i was having a bit of an existential crisis thinking about what the hell am i gonna do after my degree i didn't want to be a clinical psychologist i didn't want to be a teacher i wanted to just talk more about this thing like fashion psychology which i thought i had stumbled on not realizing it's about 50 60 years old and there's studies like that have looked into this impact and i came across the master's program um, psychology for fashion professionals and I loved it. And I managed to work with a style psychologist, Kate Nightingale, she gave me my, one of my first internships. And I realized that there was so much research. It was just kept in these academic papers that were very difficult to access. Sometimes I couldn't even access them. They were very hard to digest as well. So I started a, a blog, which I thought was just, you know just for a bit of fun. Um, and I put all of the research I found there. Um, about how people's different styles of dress and how people interpret it differently and of course about enclosed cognition which is like the bread and butter of fashion psychology and all of this these different studies and it just kept getting noticed more and more um, by journalists by press and I got asked lots of questions and things really just snowballed from there and and then one day uh, an agent slid into my DMs and thought, said, Have you ever thought about writing a book? She said, I had all the material there, in my blog already. And it's definitely wasn't something I thought about at the time, but I think it just made sense because my goal has always been to make fashion psychology insights and research accessible. And I'm hoping that that's what I was able to achieve with Big Trust Energy.
0: Oh my God, it's amazing. I mean, just what you're saying here about the, the hoodie project, that is fascinating. It's because it's human. Thing. so the yeah, non-verbal yeah. communication we make decisions in not I think you said point 0.10 mm-hmm. yeah. tenth of a second is it 10th of a second am I safe do it's it's basically a survival thing you know it's mm-hmm. like you know seeing someone in a hoodie has two completely different connotations like you're saying yeah. you know so the tech guy what's his name Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm it's seen as sort of an arrogant thing I don't need to I've made it I don't need to dress up I don't need to make an effort with what I wear and then that guy Mm -hmm. that you've mentioned as
1: well you know the fear that goes because because that's bias isn't it and it's bias it's racial bias as well but you know I just think it's so incredibly interesting how different interpretations we have of clothing and then after his murder then we had the million hoodie march and you know how clothes then can as well be used as symbols of power um i think historically even looking at women like burning bras and that was significant in the feminist movement um during 70s you had loads of slogan t-shirts as well like being like anti-war and it's just i think clothes are just so powerful and it just hurts me when people think about clothes purely in terms of aesthetics I always say like no matter if you work in Vogue magazine and in the tip top of fashion industry or if you work in construction or work in an office you know by the simple act of getting dressed every day you've made a decision you know it's saying something about you it's having a An unconscious impact on the way you're thinking, the way you're acting, and of course people are making judgments about your personality, about your character, about who you are based on how you appear. So why not make sure that you're empowered with all of the knowledge and all of the insights about your clothes to use them as a tool, so to make sure that you are expressing yourself in the most authentic way possible.
0: Yeah, use your clothes as a tool. This is something that I talk about all the time on this podcast. And I, before lockdown, I did this thing called the Style Council with a life coach, Teresa Klesner, And we used to talk to people about the connection between fashion and the psychology side of it. And we something we touched on, uh, during that is enclosed cognition so what exactly is enclosed cognition? Those uh,
1: essentially enclosed cognition is proving the existence of the mind closed connection um, so to kind of test this two psychologists Adam Helinsky in I think is 2012 they got a group of participants together split them in half but made all of them wear a white coat and told one group that their white coat was a doctor's lab coat and the other half that their group their coat was a painter's smock and then they asked them to engage in a series of tests that kind of measured their attention to detail and their focus and lo and behold participants who were told that they were wearing the doctor's coat outperformed the other group and that just goes to show that people can embody the meanings that they ascribe to certain clothes you associate doctors with the you know very meticulous being focused so when you wear things that you associate with that person or that trait you embody them right? So that just goes to show in your everyday life. If you're going to an office in a big presentation, you need to wear clothes that you associate with confidence, that you associate with intelligence. If you are going on a first date, you need to wear clothes that you associate with with lust and the law and arousal. If you are, I don't know, just going to in the gym you want to wear clothes that you associate with fitness with activity um you know things that get you going it just goes to show that you know you really need to think of the meanings that you ascribe to clothes the universal meanings as well as the personal meanings you know because my symbol or my image of power and that power aesthetic could be totally different from yours right so if I'm not considering my personal associations when I wear these outfits I'm not going to get that mind close connections you know I'm not going to get that power so it's all about just really taking your time to look at your clothes and think about how how you understand them how you understand the language of your clothes and then again how when you wear them you can embody that to the best of your ability to achieve whatever you hope to achieve in that day Yeah, so we've talked, yeah, so
0: we've talked about both things are, you know, looking at people and making assumptions about them, and Mm -hmm. then how you can turn it on inside yourself and use clothes as a tool to send messages and to... Embody an image that you want to project. I mean, that's how powerful it is. And that I love that um, story about the signs. You know, people wearing the coat and saying that's a doctor's coat. Just kind yes. of stepped up into that role, you <laughs> yeah. know. And that that's that's what it does. But it, is that what big dress energy? Is, is it is it what what is big dress
1: energy i always think that big just energy is about understanding the power of your clothes you know the power to change the way you think and act like and even talk you know there's studies that said that when people are more formally dressed they use more formal vocabulary to describe themselves versus when they're more casually dressed they use more casual dressing so big just energy is understanding the power of the cl- of your clothes and understanding the meanings and the value that you ascribe to your clothes and utilizing them in the best possible way. So understanding that if you want to feel a certain way, you can use your clothes to represent that. If you want to think and act a certain way, you can use your clothes to to reflect that. If you feel a certain way about your body image, your clothes can have an impact on that relationship that you have. Um, If you feel like you want to connect with a past self or use it as a way to use clothes as a way to go through difficult times you know you know that that's possible you know the power of different colors and their meanings and how to use that in their specific way it's all about just energy is all about absorbing the power and knowledge that your clothes can provide you and using it just to the best of your ability to achieve whatever you want to
0: and understanding why you get dressed a certain way. I mean, we're, so none of this is really presented like this to us, like you know, in like fashion magazines and things like that. It's like how to dress like a French woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> um How to, and also the thing that really I talk about this on the podcast a lot. Anyone who's a regular listener will say, "Stop banging on about it." But basically, I I talk about the one size fits all capsule wardrobe that we get fed and have been fed for years. So everyone needs a white shirt everyone needs a trench coat mm-hmm. a pair of loafers <laughs> all that there's like five things on this list that yeah. apparently we all need yeah I, I i don't wear any of those things i think loafers um, are ugly yeah I really hate white plain white shirts to me that is boring <laughs> you know but it, you know it's it's like this is what this kind of thing that we're fed but really
1: yeah you've got to find your own personal style haven't you yeah exactly and um, I always say like I want to make it clear I'm not a stylist like that's not my area of expertise but I do believe that if you look at the research and if you just take a, a moment just to think about how you're feeling I think if you if you absorb big just energy then that would kind of do away with the whole concept of having a signature style and a capsule wardrobe because your clothes should be as as varied and as meaningful and as different as you are you know and as you evolve you have different tastes you have different interests and i do feel like your wardrobe should evolve with you or it should allow you to explore all of the different aspects of your character you know sometimes when i'm giving a speech or a presentation and you know i'm very serious and very astute and i have clothes that reflect that but when i'm going out like on the end, every day with the, my family or my friends i want to be bold i especially want to be super comfortable might be a bit wacky like i have clothes that allow me to reflect that as well and I feel like your your wardrobe should be allowed should allow you to jump between those different cells and those different mm. aspects of your identity I think even the saying wearing different hats it's a comment on the way that we can use clothes to express these different parts of us so having a staple kind of minimal wardrobe was well, extremely minimal wardrobe it doesn't really allow you the space to do that and it doesn't allow you the space to have fun as well
0: yeah totally I mean I've just I mean I'm not a classic dresser anyway I don't really I'm not drawn to those sorts of clothes and all those guides are just all about being classic yeah it, it honestly it drives it's one of the things that really drives me mad okay? like, I just think and people then people get confused because they're like "Right, well, I should have that in my wardrobe not you know it's that it's that feeling of what you should how you
1: should exactly.
0: dress because yes. that's how everyone says you should but actually you haven't explored you know exactly. Style and like you say, different. So, when you're at work, you're playing a role, it's kind of you know, you can use clothes like a costume almost mm. to step into that role, but yeah. then have fun. Out it's you know, clothes bring joy, right? That's <laughs> 100%. yeah, you know, it's one of the more joyful parts of life. I mean, I probably shop a bit too much, and I, I want to talk a bit about wear a, th- wear a pee. Have mm-hmm. I said that right? Wear a pee, yes,
1: because
0: re- they, yeah, retail therapy is a thing yeah but that can that can be dangerous as well because you can then you know I I have to rein myself in I'm a magpie Mm. so I'm like the next new thing um get carried away with that and that can you know the thrill of getting something new exactly can be quite dangerous we'll talk about wear in a minute but I I just wanted to say as well that our style is influenced our personal style by so many different factors so where we live where we grew up you know, people, uh,
1: style icons, do you have any style icons, do you think, who have influenced your style, are you very? Oh, of course I do, I'm always inspired, I'm inspired by so many people I see on Instagram, like, I love that about social media, I mean, of course, it has its trappings, but I love the fact that I'm able to use the algorithm in a way to kind of curate pe- like images on styles that I'm inspired by um I love like Tracy Ellis Ross I'd love her, her aesthetic there I love the way like Doja Cat you never know what you're going to get with her like one day she's going to look very like feminine and the other day she looks very androgynous um oh that's, that's interesting I love I love Scissor as well I love the way she embraces kind of more comfort kind of cool dressing but um in a way that's still Brings a lot of like allure to it too. Um, there's so many people that I follow on social media that I'm I'm obsessed God. with. I I get inspired by, but it's also because of the the way that people present themselves as well. Like I think about enclosed cognition, like just on a deeper level. Like as much as the aesthetics look great, I find that I also like it because these outfits because I like the person that's wearing them, and I like what they stand for, and I like the things that they talk about, and I like what they represent. And when I I'm inspired by their styles. I feel like I'm inspired by, I'm embracing and inspired by the positive traits that I love about these people as well. So it's just good on two levels, you know, just the aesthetic level and the psychological level too.
0: Yeah, because that's it's it's an attraction of sorts, isn't it? And we yeah. sort, of, you know, we we are attracted to people who when, when I see someone with really good style, I think I want to be friends with that person because yeah, exactly. You know, they they obviously they know to me. It just means you know yourself. You're mm. confident in yourself. Yeah. It yeah. gives such a strong impre- impression. I think you've talked about it a bit in the book. Mm-hmm. It's the halo effect. Yeah. um So that's when, if you look well put together and all of these things, and send these certain messages, everything else about you is assumed immediately to be
1: positive. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is a, which is another just example of how clothes can totally just transform you and how you're perceived and all those kinds of things as well it can also affect your mood too you can use clothes to lift you up can't you I mean I I do that all the time
1: yeah I think people do that unconsciously as well in their day-to-day lives you know people always know about the act of like look good feel good like I think people do actively try to do that but with biggest energy I'm trying to encourage people to go beyond that you know sometimes we might just be not feeling great and we can use our clothes almost like as a a tool for comfort as well to make us feel a bit better to lift our mood or to just honor the mood that we're in like I know people sometimes wear I call them socially distanced outfits like if I'm wearing my big headphone my sunglasses my oversized coat which I often wear when I'm going to pick up my niece and nephew from school it's like please I don't talk to me like I'm not in a talking <laughs> mood but, and people get that like people think they don't but we're all like our many fashion psychologists as well like we pick up cues from the way people present themselves so you should be able as well to use unsunwerpy and yeah use your clothes to honor or shift or um you know enhance your mood I would say
0: as well don't dress I mean I've got this saying that I say don't dress badly just because everyone else does but I, <laughs> I went I went to a, a festival quite recently near here Dulwich I'm in southeast London and it was uh Dulwich and it was a festival so to me it's a festival get dressed up put some you know wear something really quite glamorous something colorful everyone there looked like they'd just finished the gardening and I was really (laughs) disappointed and I just thought yeah because people sort of they dress to fit in as well don't they and I think that's a shame
1: yeah it's a shame but you know as humans we are social creatures you know we have an ingrained desire to belong and to connect with other people and sometimes we use our clothes to do that and we kind to reflect what's around us because it's easier to kind of go along with the crowd and it, it satisfies that desire to belong so it makes sense why people do start dressing similarly but that's not to say that you shouldn't also satisfy another desire that you have which is to stand out and to be unique and to use clothes to represent your personal point of view and your self-concept so the way you think you are the way the person that you think you are and use your clothes to express that but it's all about balancing competing desires you know like I would never say oh like stop wearing that like everyone's wearing that it's boring like do something different and I won't say oh that's that's too loud that's too different you know because I really understand that the way you dress and the way you show up in the world is such a uniquely personal experience and people should start to look at it like that. And then I think they'll be able to see the value in it and get more positive value out of it as well.
0: And is this what wearapy is? You mentioned wearapy in the book.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So wearapy is essentially, it's kind of like, I say it's linked to enclosed cognition. So whereas enclosed cognition looks at the impact of clothes on the way you think and act, wearapy is about the impact on clothes on the way you feel. So again, it's about like the dopamine dressing or like I said, the socially distanced outfits when you're feeling bad or when you kind of wear those cultural um, outfits and how they speak to a part of your identity and how that can make you feel good. Um, it's just about understanding all of the different ways that clothes can you know, bring you confidence, you know, even nostalgic dressing as well. So I talk about when I was going through grief or half time, lost my sister and I used her clothes as a way to almost be a physical representation of my internal experience of grief. And it allowed me to connect more with the feelings that I've been suppressing for so long. And it started to make me realize that clothes can be what psychologists call transitional objects. And transitional objects are mostly talked about in terms of children, where they have like their blankies or their teddy bear that they go to sleep with every night. But I think clothes can be transitional objects for adults as well. Like when I wear clothes that remind me of my sister or her clothes or things that I bought when I was with her, it does bring me a sense of comfort. It feels like she's a part of me, is with her, and I'm actually having a physical um, representation of that relationship. And it just makes me feel good. And I think if we all start thinking about clothes in that deeper level, then it will be so powerful. And it can be something that is, you know, as much as we need things like, you know, like therapy and like community and like being mindful and meditation and all of these things. Clothes can be another addition um, to that and it can help us through these difficult stages of our lives. And, and it will stop us thinking about clothes as something frivolous, something that's throwaway. And I think that's a step that's also missing when, when we talk about this bigger conversation about sustainability. You know, we need to change the way we think about clothing initially, and then we can start actually tackling these bigger issues.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people feel that, uh, you know, cl- paying attention to clothes is frivolous. Mm-hmm. And people who are serious, especially in politics, <laughs> could not be seen to be dressing in nice clothes and enjoying that side of life but it's the opposite of it's just the opposite of frivolous and like you've just explained you know feeling closer to your sister with her clothes Mm -hmm. because your clothes are you yeah it's the the way you can get close to her you know Mm -hmm. it's it's I mean it is our identity isn't
1: it yeah I always say that people don't realize the value of things and possessions like clothes until someone's passed because that is something that was important to them it represents them it represents their frame of mind at a specific time they taste that specific a specific time um you know their their le- yeah their lights and dislikes, what they were into and the people and the, the external things that were influencing them you know it says so much about them as do our own wardrobes so you know we need to remember that and we should honor that whilst we are still around and have the ability to experience all of the you know the good things that clothes can give us
0: yeah totally I, I just wanted to ask to, to finish about your style like would you how would you describe it I'll put you on the spot here oh my god I'll put you on the spot but well, <laughs> I, I like to do three a three-word description of my style because I think that's really helpful so mine yeah. is feminine relaxed with edge so I'm a really relaxed dresser I can't bear being feeling trust up I would never I would personally would never wear a suit but I love other people in suits Mm -hmm. I know it's not for me yeah so because I don't like classic clothes I have (laughs) a shirt on today but it's sort of got a retro print and it's satin. it's satin, so you know that's for me that suits my style but yeah if you you had three words have I totally put you on the spot
1: how would you describe Um, your style I think it will be comfortable yeah and it'll be conversation starter oh nice I, I love I haven't worn, this is my maybe TMI, I haven't worn an underwear bra and I don't know, I don't think since the pandemic, I think they're just evil and they cause me back pain and I just hate it. So if I have to wear an underwear bra with whatever I'm wearing, like uh, it's just gone. Like okay. i realized no. And I feel like I can be very shy at times and be very self-conscious. So I like to wear clothes that just get a bit of a, oh, like a head turn. And this happened to me so many times. Like I'll be in a room and I'll be feeling overwhelmed. Someone say, oh, I love your earrings. Oh, oh, I really like your top. And that gives me that. I'm like, it's okay. The burden to start the conversation has been taken off of me. I now feel more comfortable to be open and then we can chat. So I love that. I like wearing things that, you know, allow me to speak without actually having to speak.
0: Oh I love that and do you think that you dress in a very sort of out there way like colourful are you quite bold with
1: your? I do like to be quite colourful and then if I'm being muted then I'll go like super in on the accessories as well I love a full face of makeup I just think my clothes are a way for me to be creative and creativity has so many positive psychological benefits as well and I do take my time when I'm getting dressed I'll think about it what I'm planning to wear a couple of days before and then getting dressed I take my time like I know some people don't have that ability to take their time but if you do ever Find that time to carve out for yourself to curate this aesthetic it's almost like yeah you're having a hand in creating like a work of art I really think people should start seeing themselves as that like a blank canvas and you use your aesthetics to kind of build on that and to and then it you become like yeah the artist of your own like everyday aesthetic and um, I just think that's so powerful
0: Express yourself and have fun with it, and just you know, it doesn't mean buying millions of clothes.
1: No, it definitely does not mean that. Like right. when you talk about shopping, and I always say, like, think about how much wear you're gonna get out of it. You know, is this something that is gonna carry you through different stages of your life? Do you see the best version of yourself wearing this outfit? Do you think of different like occasions or different ways you can restyle it and make it something new? You need to have be able to engage in future thinking when you're shopping so make sure that you're not just buying a ton of ton of things and end up saying oh I have nothing to wear which we know is such a common phrase I'm sure you hear that a lot of the times people who have full wardrobes
0: yeah exactly so it just it just basically makes sense to take time to step back think Mm -hmm. about how you want to dress just take a little bit of time to think about it if you're not happy with your wardrobe it's one of the things that we can control it's something in life that we can change and we can improve and we can elevate so it's just a brilliant thing and it's a joyful thing thank you so so much for joining me today do read this book big dress energy shekayla forbes bell is absolutely fascinating the psychology behind how we get dressed i love it couldn't put it down thank you so much for coming on today
1: thank you so much lisa so fun talking to you thanks
0: thank you Wow, that was really one of my favourite podcast interviews ever. Thank you to Shaquayla Forbesbell for joining me on the Style Stories podcast. Make sure you go and get her book, Big Dress Energy. It's such a good read. I literally couldn't put it down. It's fascinating stuff, finding out the why behind why we, you know, how we get dressed, how we want to get dressed and how it affects how we feel and how we operate in life. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Style Stories podcast. Please take a second to hit the plus button, the follow button. That really helps me to get up the charts and do leave me a review. As ever, if there's anything particularly you want me to cover on the podcast, drop me an email, lisa at lisagilbystyle.com or join my free Facebook group, Style Power with Lisa Gilby. Today's episode was the grand finale in the latest season of the Style Stories podcast. I'm having a little break now so I can come back with lots more fantastic content for you in a few weeks time. Take care and I'll see you soon.